everybody welcome back to no class podcast the podcast that has unfiltered conversations about everything you didn't learn in school today um i'm so excited to be here why am i always excited i don't know i just feel like i'm just excited to talk all the time like it's like i can't stop um it's a good way to be uh, i hope so people probably get like girl if you don't shut up you always excited about something but um (laughs) how you feeling today anthony I'm good. I'm feeling good still. I still got a lot of energy. Today's been productive so far. And so I'm good. I'm feeling inspired. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we coming back off Labor Day weekend. So, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good time. I'm having good, I'm having fun. Like I'm about to go on vacation. So, you know, I'm doing a little good. She hitting the vacay. She about to be coming back and, and glowing even brighter and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mama needs a glow. Okay. Um, I need a massage. I need a few things. Ooh. I need I need a few things. But you know what? We can only take care of certain things. So that's all we're going to do. Um, <laughs> that's all we're going to do. Um, so we have a great guest with us. He's been rolling us up prior to the conversation. He <laughs> muted himself just because he's been being so savage lately. Man. But um, please introduce, <laughs> introduce yourself. <laughs> Thank you for having me, first of all. Um, my name is Kevin. Um, I have a lot of AKs. I don't think we need to go through all that, do we? Nah, we can chill. Um, <laughs> we can chill. Uh, the important stuff, I graduated from City. Used to be a Marine. I'm an Alpha. I teach now. So, you know, I'm happy to be here. Thank you all for having me. Kevin, I can't. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Because <laughs> y'all told me don't get this part. Y- y'all said, yo, y'all, you got to relax. You got to start the show. So. I got a lot of AKAs. Got a lot of AKAs. <laughs> like, we chill. I was for it. Yeah, go ahead. And share it. I was like, no. 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 <laughs> I'd be all day. <laughs> I'm from the trap, baby. I'd be all day with this. Oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> Do you see what we had to deal with? <laughs> Y'all don't have to deal with. Y'all oh my I'd be minding my business. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I really do. You do. Right. I bet. he he do he do be minding. I really be minding my business. Uh, but thank right. you for having me, man. What's going well, on? Definitely. Speaking about yes. business, um, in your mind of your business, not minding your business this summer, here's our opening mm. question. On a scale from one to five, five being excellently, one being super poor, how are you managing doing a social distancing summer or a, a pandemic summer, however you want to mm. say it? How well have you been adapting to the changes? I can say I'm I'm gonna say that I have been doing very well um you know when 2020 first started I had goals of being a hot girl but um those goals were quickly dampened um and that's fine extinguish that fire I got you boo maybe I wasn't ready I I can completely understand um but for the most part during this pandemic I genuinely like having my own space and time to me and um 
not having to tell people that I'm not coming to you get together. Um, <laughs> it just, it makes me feel good to know that like, I don't even have to have this option right now. But um, there have been some moments though, where I'm just like, I do miss um, having contact with people and physical contacts, like hugs and stuff like that. Like I can say that, you know, I'm not a cold hearted somebody all the time, you know, but um, for the most part, I think I've been doing really, really good. Like I've developed new routines that I hope I can stay consistent with um, when I do go back into my office and start work. And I'm starting class in October um, because I'm trying to go back to school to get another master's degree soon. So um, hopefully I can incorporate those into my new schedule. And when, you know, things happen, when we're going and going back outside and um being around people more like that's something that I can keep up and I won't become overwhelmed again but um five stars for me I'll say oh no four and a half you know for the the half point that's off is for like give me a hug every time you know what I'm saying like hey once in a while you feel me so <laughs> what about y'all me do you okay um I can oh, I got two perspectives on this so I would say like a four, four and a half. Um, first of all, I'm a former Marine. I've been in Iraq. So I'm used to the isolation in general. Like I, I'm used to being limited in space. So that wasn't the big adjustment for me. Um, the thing that I, I was like, I like Chantel. I had goals for this year. I thought I was going to be the party king a little bit, you know, have it go a little victory lap and celebrate all year. Just because of everything that I've been through and um, everything that I had to deal with last fall. Recently being recently married, I was still in school, changed jobs, just a lot of turnover in a short amount of time. Um, so I thought I was really going to, you know, live it up a little bit, but no, God said we sitting down. So I sat down. Um, and that adjustment wasn't hard for me because I like being in the house anyway, and I was praying for a moment of rest. And so I got it just a little more than I wanted, um, to be honest. And I think the one thing that kind of messed me up is that I'm a hustler on the low. So like all of my hustles was kind of just taken from me. And that, 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 that shit didn't sit well with me. Um, but I mean, for the most part, I've been fine. Um, bills got paid, so I don't really care about nothing else about that. Uh, my wife could. She's been struggling, but it is what it is. <laughs> and that's where that fool come in, because she'll go see people more so than me, but it is what it is. Like, you gotta, you know, we got to take it you know, all the stride. And then we're going back to school in the fall, and it's just like, oh, boy. <laughs> can I get can I get two more months? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That part. You know. <laughs> you know, but it is what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. We're still alive. We're still making it. So, yeah. Absolutely. Anthony, I, what's I'm up? looking forward to next year. For I give myself a solid four. Um, I outside. think it's, uh, it has gone in waves in the beginning. I was like, oh, I'm good. And I was a five pretty much. Once I had my groceries and the stuff that I needed, and I was like, oh, this ain't the end of the world, I was good. And I think as time has gone on, um, and not even necessarily summer, you know, fall is my season. Fall is when I'm ready to be out. Summer, I'm already kind of hibernate, hibernate. Yes, he is so pumpkin spice ready all the time. You like oh, pumpkin spice? Pumpkin spice, oh, yay. Um, so, <laughs> he looks so puzzled too. He's like, wait, what? Huh, what? I don't know who your target audience is. But when, I think, <laughs> when I think pumpkin spice, I think a certain age group, a certain outfit. <laughs> at certain universities and it's just like no, no class we break those stereotypes on here okay 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 <laughs> okay, you say okay my friend 
That is so judgy. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You have your moment. My bad. How do you do that more often to get that reaction? That was not pumpkin spice. But go ahead. Um, what else was gonna say? Oh, I think it's music too. And so I'm not a person that's like, oh, I need to go to the club. But after a certain amount of songs have been played, I'm like, I want to hear it loud and hear it and see people dancing. It's like, now mm. it's that point. It's like, it's a whole different playlist than what Corona was. And was just like, oh, it'd be nice to hear that one song. Now it's like, I want to hear a whole set in the club of all these new songs, like loud and with seeing people dancing and stuff. And I think that's what's also got me like, uh, before I wasn't like, I ain't worried about the club, but I kind of miss that. And you know, I like to eat. And so, mm. Eating out is not the same, and you know what I mean? So it's like I get yeah. my food and I get home, and then there's like one or two times that I've sat and ate, and I'm like, I don't feel fully comfortable with this. And so I miss the dining out experience, and even though it's saving me money yeah. by like buying a bottle, I also enjoy going to the bar and like, oh, I tasted something new that I never thought to put together or whatever. So it's like those things I'm kind of getting a little impatient with, but for the most part, I'm a good for, I'm a good for, Damn, I might have to change my number just because of the eating out parts. Because now Ooh. I'm thinking about it, like, it was a whole, like, where, because um, these two gentlemen joined me on my birthday brunch in February before everything Yo, happened. we had a ball, didn't we? And we had a great time. Had and I've, time. I've been wanting to take people back to that restaurant to enjoy and you know have the same vibe i always have that vibe there you know and that's something that i'm not able to do anymore and i just looked um because i followed a baltimore food blogger on twitter and um she said that um that restaurant still is not open for the bottomless mimosas that we were enjoying so i'm sad about that like i'm just like i just want to i just want that back that's my that's my little spot but it has it has given me a little bit of anxiety. Um, so I'm going to do 4.25 stars because <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because um, my family and I did take a a trip to Massanutten, Virginia, to have a vacation, like a family vacation. Like both my mother and my brother were very overwhelmed with work. They wanted to get away for a weekend because they both had a weekend off, um, and so we took my nephews. Uh, my brother had you know, his girlfriend and her kids come, you know, we were trying to enjoy ourselves and have a a big family vacation. And it was so different because the eating out part, like, um, it just, it it caused me a lot of anxiety. Y'all when I got back home, like I was so like, my shoulders were so tight, like every muscle in my body was still clenched because (laughs) I was just like, you know, we're eating in restaurants and I can't wear my mask. Like, I ain't like I could sip my straw and shit through my mask. Like, so that was giving me anxiety. I'm like, I'm breathing in the fumes as I'm trying to eat. So, you know, but um, things have definitely changed. Um, one thing I can say is I plan on wearing my mask for as long as I can, even after this whole virus um, vaccine indeed. and stuff has been found. Like, because um, y'all be nasty out here. I don't uh, understand. Do you know? I'm in. I'm sure that this is probably going to be the first year for a lot of people where you're not getting the flu as much, where you're not getting colds as much, because people be really nasty out here. Ew. You know, I have a different perspective on that because we haven't been touching. Well, let's say that it maybe the the people won't be getting it as much, but the people that do get it, my God, they're going to be sick. It's going to be nasty. Just hold. Just hold on. <laughs> Sit well, tight. 
we're starting the fall semester, so this these are things that we're seeing. We're doing these little <clears throat> predictions right now. You, so. Right, and if you pay attention to the college scenes right now, yeah, the, the kids that did check in, North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas, Louisiana, it, they've they've lost their mind. Yeah, they I, they I saw, have more COVID incidents. Yeah, I yeah. saw a video last night. Um, thirty minutes away from Grambling, yeah, it, it, it looked like uh, Woodstock '98 in the backyard. I mean, Woodstock '48 or whatever that was in the backyard. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Like I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, not me. I'm just saying. Uh, and now, but, um, and then, and then North Carolina, they dirty. Like they had ten cases at like UNC, right? So now that everybody went virtual, and it's just like, yeah, y'all could have prevented all of this, but you had to cash in tuition checks first. Like it's just it's dirty and <laughs> nasty out here right now. Yeah. I hope everybody is still um taking their precautions and being extra vigilant, you know, not touching their mouths and nose and nope. eyes and things like nope. that. Um it's not happening. so I, I just hope everybody's still remaining safe. Even if you're traveling and you're going to different places, I hope that you're you're still taking those precautions because that's important. Like I think I credit the mask and me having a filter is one of the reasons why even you know I was very anxious about going like I do not have any symptoms of COVID I haven't I've tested negative for COVID so um I'd, I'd still think that that's very important like you know I don't know nothing but I do know that that's that works for me so yeah, that's important that's important we're not in the clear no matter what anybody tell you on the tv hello true 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 True, and maybe we just need to learn to live with it too. This might this might stay with us like the flu. Right? The denial is a big piece of this. A big yeah. piece of yeah. anyway. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. We can move off it. We can move off it. <laughs> they got all the COVID information they need out there. These people made the honor roll. Thank you for um, reposting what we posted or making comments on it. Shout out to you, Kinky Coach. Kinky Coach was on our last episode that we had on sex positivity. Um, Jay Bird, um, Sysology podcast, That's Pill. Thank you so much. You made the honor roll. Congratulations. Continue to share our content and our episodes with others so we can continue to grow and reach the people that need to be part of these conversations, these unfiltered conversations. Um, so thank y'all so much. And if you didn't make the honor roll this time, you can do that next time by just making sure that you shout us out on your social media. Yes, and engage with our content because that definitely helps um, us to reach more people that we wouldn't normally. Um, we're going to get into the report card section. It's report card time. Let me get my red pen. I feel like somebody's in for detention. Y'all ready for this one? Ready. Okay. So... Um, the first up now, both of y'all, I know are big music heads. Um, we've had a, a big loss in, um, being able to go see different concerts and, um, hear music from live events. Cause I know we mm -hmm. both, we all get a lot of energy from that. Um, but one thing that has been constant and I'm so thankful for has been, um, Swiss beats and Timbaland's verses. Mm -hmm. Um, how I just want to know who who y'all who was y'all rocking with like who were your favorites um did you see all of them I know there were a few um the most recent one was Brandy versus Monica the boy is mine the boy is mine um so who have y'all been who have y'all been listening to um on the verses or like have you been looking at them I, I checked out most of them um my favorite still is T-Pain versus Lil Jon. I didn't know Lil Jon had so many goddamn hits. 
And when you when you dig in this catalog, it's like, wow, this dude is everywhere. Wow. That was my, and I'm a big T Pain fan, so that that you know, I'm a stand. I'm a T Pain stand. I I stand that right. Uh, but Erica Badu and Jill Scott was absolutely necessary. My God, I've seen both of them live, and just seeing them two work together, it's like, please make this a normal thing, please, because <laughs> we needed that. Um, and then um, Beanie Man, Beanie Man, who was he against? I forgot. That one, that was a vibe. Only because I've been to Jamaica. Um, that was a vibe. And then uh, it was one more. Top of my mind. Top of my mind. DMX and Snoop Dogg. DMX and um, Snoop. Yeah. I saw you. I saw you on Twitter, like loving that one. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. That that took me all the way back to when I was supposed to be listening to that music. <laughs> I was a kid. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> it was really bad. And then to see my mother on Facebook stamping and shit, like, oh, no wonder I was listening to this shit. She like it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, those are my favorite. Um, they all, they all been pretty good. Okay, I haven't even been keeping up with them. Like, I just, I don't know. I've been trying to get off social media, so I, I, I didn't watch majority of them. I, it was some that I really just stuck my neck out for and was watching though. But um, one was Jill and Erica Badu. That one was amazing to me. Um, I tried to watch Babyface and like just just like we all did. We tried to get Anthony. Oh yeah, it was a mess. It was a mess. <laughs> So after that, I was just like, I don't even know. Like, I'm really out here trying, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and then I did watch Brandy versus Monica. I missed Snoop and DMX. And I missed yeah. Beanie Man, too. Like, those were the ones that I really wanted to check out, but I missed. And then I, I heard that on um, DMX and Snoop, DMX made a joke like, we look like the number 10 or some shit. And I was like, yeah, yeah. This would have yeah. been amazing. Um, yeah, because DMX is fat now. <laughs> he clean. It's just like it's happy. I'm just happy DMX is clean. Absolutely. Like, you know, Absolutely. Like we've anytime, all yeah. We've all seen and known that he's had a lot of struggles. So for him for him to even get to that point where he could do a versus two, like right. was a was a huge deal. And right. now we're saying that um they're they're getting to the versus stage and they're both in the same rooms now too. Yeah. Oh the Luda one. Ludicrous. Yeah, the Nelly and Ludacris. Yeah, the Nelly and Luda one too. Oh yeah, that was that was funny, actually. The Luda, yeah. the Luda and Nelly one was funny. I did. Nelly was having a ball, and we didn't was, know why he because we couldn't hurt. hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> Nelly was having fun. And Nelly he was, was the turnt. only one. Nelly was turnt. Okay. And old Ghanaian ludicrous with this with this uh this movie money. He's just sitting there acting like he didn't make every song about hoes from 2006 to 2012. Like, all right, cool. You professional now, bro. <laughs> He's a Gabon. It's Gabon, right? That's where you Gabon. Citizenship. We got, we got you, blood. We get it. Mm -hmm. I yeah. needed Monica to have more energy as Nelly did on the verses. Because I was ready on some Monica songs. I'm like, let's dance. And she's just sitting there. I'm like, what's the dancing part? Y'all come on, get it. I think yeah. part was kept she didn't want to be there. Yeah, Monica was dry to me. Um, and I actually, I usually like, I usually like Monica. I love Monica's songs. I love when people refer to her as Gunica too. Like, I know she's trying to get rid of that as her past, but like, if you a real one, you a real one, like, and just don't be trying to hide it or deny it. Like, people grow up, right. of course, but if you a real Especially one, when you let the media leak that you want to see Murder still talking while he's doing a lifetime bid. Like, so then we know who you are. We know who you are, yeah. Don't act like that. Yeah, like she hood girl. Especially with that little the deconstructed Fendi outfit she had on with matching beret and 
people couldn't tell if her boots or her shoes were the same thing. So, you know, it was a lot going on. It was a lot. That was a lot of a versus. That was the, I think, okay, so Teddy and Babyface was a lot of a versus because there's a lot of technical stuff going on. But Brandy and Monica, it was just like a lot of, all I can say is diva stuff. All of them, they had their individual stuff going on. They had their together stuff going on. And then you had stuff that you learned from behind the scenes stuff going on. I was like, this is, this is a lot of unpacking y'all. But what do you expect from two kids that came from the nineties, right? (laughs) Like that's, that's, that's about in the nineties era. That's what that music is like. Yeah. Everything's well, competitive. And I'm about to they say, just Brandy, never let go of the competition. Like, Brandy was dropping bombs left and right. She like, we ain't talking eight years and da, da, da. I was like, you know what? She is being a typical Aquarius, not understanding what's going on, just shooting <laughs> off at the fucking mouth. No, because yes, yeah, she is one. Okay, both Damn. Kevin, both Kevin and myself are Aquariuses too, so we kind of like Damn. have a different understanding. <laughs> I gotta take. I gotta hold that. Yep. Well, now it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but now does. I know why she didn't want to be there. Exactly, okay. exactly. All right. So, um, don't yeah. mind my business. So, ask me to come and get cute. I'm cute. But at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, like, she she was she was digging. She was absolutely digging. And Monica was like, bitch. Like, you could tell Monica was like, bitch, you got one more of those. You know what I'm saying? Especially when the kicked in the door wave in the 4 4 park came up. And uh, Monica was like, girl, why are you saying that? Like, yeah, it was it was a lot. And she was like, oh, I was just joking. And we like, no, nope, you know good and well, Brandy. You was not joking. You was dead ass. Like, yeah. stop. But you want to be on some real deep shit, though? I really kind of feel bad for Brandy. Why? That was a... She was so uncomfortable. And it was, like, so clear to me about how comfortable, uncomfortable she was. And I guess mm-hmm. that you think when celebrities get to a certain part that they're good with themselves and I guess it was just so easy to see with the contrast from Brandy to Monica. Monica was so yeah. comfortable in herself and even Brandy was taking digs at herself. She was like oh guys slept on me with my falsetto and Monica was like I don't think so and she was like whatever and I'm like girl be comfortable in yourself. Oh. You Brandy right? Yeah. And I was like she was just obviously so awkward and uncomfortable in that moment and I was like hey. And so I think, I think, I think we gotta realize that they're two different types of celebrities though. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, because Monica, I mean, Brandy got that, that TV money early, early. So much so. And again, uh, <laughs> if we we underscore that, she introduced us to Ray J. He's an active participant in our lives all the time. <laughs> all, I don't watch reality TV, but I know he's on reality TV. So I know y'all see him a lot, right? <laughs> so you just got to just keep that in mind. Like, that is Ray J's older sister. He's not, he's Come no longer... Hey, wait a minute. Ain't that Brandy's brother no more, though. Just no, he, that's Ray J. That's Ray J. <laughs> we, Ray we J know. has created empires. Listen, but, but let's created be clear. empires. <laughs> but let's be clear. Brandy, see, this is the thing. Brandy has upheld this wholesome image for her life. Even during the verses, she was like, even mm-hmm. when the, the whole conversation came up, she was like, oh, my God, my daughter Sarai's here. Her daughter's grown. Her daughter is way more grown than Monica's children. Monica's kids is like just reaching their, their teenage years. Hey, yeah. Sarah is grown. Okay. So I'm like, you don't want her to hear that? She's been hearing it all over. Whopping shit. Like, she's she a city girl. I'm telling you. Sarah probably a city that. girl here. She's okay. probably been through your whole catalog, Brandy. Relax. Just saying. <laughs> but um, she's tried to uphold this image, and I think it's even when discussing Ray J, Ray J is ratchet as ratchet as all hell. Right. He he had birds around him, you know what I'm saying? So right. that's such a contrast. They were like, 
to to think that they come from the same family sometimes. And then Snoop is their cousin too. So it's like Brandy, you you don't have to uphold such an image. Um, absolutely. They're cousins. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But now so like Brandy sense. Hood. Like why is she acting like I don't know. And I'm like, let it go. You a grown woman. Let it go. Let it I'm go. Not, we need to be more thankful for Brandy than we realize though. Because Ray J again has birth empires. <laughs> if had Ray J not been with Kim and made that tape, we don't get to keep you know what Kardashian is. I just realized that Ray J on here. Hold on. Hold on. Because then, we respect the game. Don't do it, Anthony. Then, respect the game. <laughs> ten years with the Breakfast Club has been ten years running. Number one show in the mornings. It doesn't happen if Ray J doesn't call in drunk. <laughs> it says I got indoor pool. I got an outdoor pool. I got an indoor basketball court. I got an outdoor basketball court. Listen to the man. <laughs> no. Listen. Listen I'm gonna listen. Be tonight because I'm gonna you all to unite and identify yourselves. <laughs> I get in these random conversations where people were like, let me tell you about Ray J. I didn't heard about Ray J. Why y'all keep telling people? I get it. Because, yo, he, and he might be a tech billionaire in the near future. Like, yo, yeah. give him say, his roses. He Kevin, is working. Kevin definitely probably about to buy a scooty bike for him and his wife. Stop I said that last man. night. I said that Oh, God. All right. Short story. So we on the way back from um, Victoria Park or, or the John F. Kennedy Center, right? And so we found two scooters. It was hard. That's hard. Finding two scooters in D.C. was charged. That's hard. We finally found someone with some charge, right? She like, I'm scared. I'm like, oh god. First thing I said when we done, y'all get the school bike. <laughs> Cause this shit is fun. <laughs> like I got, I gotta give it. If I'm gonna give it to somebody, I'm gonna give it to the black man. Mm. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That shit was fun. And she was being scary the whole time. I'm like, yo, I'm the one with the wine and the um and the, and the drink. <laughs> what you scared of? <laughs> Who's having the ball? Need anyway. continue this Ray J conversation with Max. That's Max. that's how I'm gonna end this. Listen, that's listen. that's such a pro Ray J conversation. You ain't ready. You ain't I'm ready. Not, yes, I'm not. Ray J is Ray J the man, yo. Ray J the man. That's all I'm saying. Don't so who are you rating on this, Chantel? Um, or grading on the verses. Damn. Who should I? Oh, you know what? I'm a great. I'm a great Timberland and I'm a great Swiss because without them, this whole like our pandemic. Granted. A lot of artists were doing their own thing, trying to, they're mm -hmm. creating OnlyFans now. Um, before they were doing like their concerts on their lives. Um, the um, DJ, what's his name? DJ, what was his name, Kevin? DJ Nice? DJ Nice Nasty? Oh, DJ D-Nice. DJ okay. D-Nice. Yeah. I was like, what? The DJ Nice Nasty. Oh. Jesus. But yeah. <laughs> was that a real person? No, you keep talking. I'm going to go oh. figure out that's a real person. <laughs> no, it wasn't. A real no, it wasn't a real person. No, DJ. But it could be. be one. You want that to be a DJ name? Anyway. No, mine's a Yeti the War Machine. <laughs> oh my gosh, one of his AKAs. Anyway. Um, Told you so, <laughs> There is a nice, nasty DJ out there. But without, <laughs> without, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> without, um, in okay, Timbo, like, there, this platform would not have been created without their genius. I appreciate right. them because some of these artists were charging for their concerts and granted like there were there were some that i would be willing to support monetarily but it was a pandemic not everybody had the means to do that mm -hmm. and the extra but we were all stressed out we were all confused um we were all lonely or just feeling mm -hmm. like we had no we we had no sense of normalcy so he um they both created a platform that allowed um for us to enjoy 
not only the rest of our spring, but our summer, hopefully our fall until we can get back in. And we, we all got to see matchups that um, we just normally wouldn't see. Like um, even them going like, like projecting concerts and things like that. So um, I'm going to give them a, a plus. Like they, they really rocked it. I agree. I agree. All right, I'll go next. So um, this is something that happened over the summer, probably shortly after we took our break. So when we left, um, the landscape was one of our last few episodes was talking about George Floyd being murdered. And of course, that has continued over the summer, Black people being murdered by police. Um, But one of the things that has happened to that is while people are becoming more um engaged and while people are saying black lives matter and expecting more from their businesses to where they put their money at is that it's been exposed about some places where people frequent and go to restaurants at when they are um doing discriminatory things or um saying racist things and so the first thing that popped up was at vince's crab shack where somebody um did the work of digging up some old tweets by the owner (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he was in response to Trayvon Martin and um, being in agreement with um, the verdict and supporting George Zimmerman. That got put on the the interwebs. It caught like fire. Vince's Crab Shack is um, in the county. What is it? Middle River. That's Middle River. River. Baltimore County. Yes. And then after it hit, people were protesting at the Crab Shack. Um, that lasted for days. He then filed the Vince then filed a complaint and a lawsuit because he wanted police to be able to be at the crab shack so he could be able to operate the same way that he was before. And they said no. So you have in that form of protest that was happening at the crab shack, almost exactly at the same time, um, the Atlas Group, um, who has multiple <clears throat> properties in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, this point in particular, Uzo Bay, which is in Harbor East, um, there's a viral video of a black woman who was there with her son and the host is telling her that they can't eat there because he's not dressed appropriately. He has on basketball shorts and has on, uh, I think a Nike t-shirt and Jordans. And then you scan the camera over and she shows a white boy with his family just finishing and they have on like very similar outfits, the sneakers, the basketball shorts and a t-shirt. Um, so after that, that caught fire and people began protesting at Uzo Bay. Um, in my opinion, Uzo Bay made it worse with the comments that they were trying to give back, um, to try to make it seem like they weren't discriminating. Um, so I wanted to get y'all's take on it. It has been some time. This again Mm -hmm. was like at the beginning of summer. Um, in some ways it has cooled down. Of course, that doesn't mean that everybody was like, we forgive you and we're going back there and we're eating. But what were your thoughts on this when this happened this summer um, for Uzo or Vince's? Are these places that you dine at or frequent at? And what did you think? Were you surprised by it? Uh, no and no. Anything run by white people, I'm not shocked when they perpetuate racism in any form or fashion. I think for me, watching the Vince's travesty, his, he, he, not only did he step in it, he stepped in it more. Because then, like, all right, we start protesting. He says, I know how to get you. Uh, we, we, we unfiltered, right? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. All right. I know how to get you niggas back. Let me just make Hennessy half off with dollar crabs. Oh, bitch. So you're targeting now, right? And then cap posting and cap posting. And now 
to the old tweets thing, I don't believe in, I don't, I don't really participate in cancer culture. I don't think anyone is unredeemable. But this guy has not learned a thing. And he doesn't want to learn a thing. So we don't need to give him any of our money. It's Merlin. We have a plethora of crap checks. Like on Liberty Road, I'm in West Baltimore County. It's three within a, a half mile radius. We don't need to send him anything. We don't necessarily have to give it all the black folks. We definitely have to give it to him. He ain't nobody. That's special. You know what I mean? He don't care about us. So why, why, why continue? And then the Atlas Group thing. I wasn't frequenting them restaurants anyway because they all overpriced and the food ain't that fucking good. So it was, I mean, that, that was the easy one for me. <laughs> Get the body. <laughs> Get the body. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just understand the restaurant culture in, in Baltimore anyway. That restaurant won't last more than five years. Like, that's just how it is. And Atlas Group, all they do is, like, bankrupt the company and then open it up again under a new name and sell you the same garbage-ass food. So, again, they can get a body here, too. Like, we don't need them. You know what I mean? It's all... I just wish that, like, we get... I do want us to get past the protests and understand that a lot of this just has to do with policy and, and how it was written and then just check into that game. But in the meantime, in the short man, you just either cook at home and find somebody else that, that actually cares about you to, you know, to patronize. Stop, telling them let, stop giving them the easy pass to pillages. Because that's what's really happening. They pillage them. And, and, and nobody's checking them on it. At least not effectively, because he didn't shut his shop down. You know what I mean? And there was black people like walking around the protest, like, I don't care. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> like, yo, yeah. At some point, we'll all get it. But in the meantime, if you feel like you need to keep your money, keep your money. You yeah. Know. I know I know a lot of people who would um, protest in Vince's. Um, one of my friends, she lives at, like five minutes down the street. Um, from the shopping center where Vince's um, Crab Shack is and even past like the news coverage of the protests and everything there was still protests going on because at that point like most of the protesters their position on it was we need Vince's to shut down completely and get get up out of here you know Um, I have never supported well I have honestly I have supported Vince's but not monetarily I like around Baltimore, around Maryland, like, we always try to find the people who do the best crabs, like, seasoned, like, flavor-wise, hefty, like, they need to be, like, there are certain criteria that we look for in our crabs, and so when we have different venues that sell crabs, like, we popularize them, we we do word of mouth, um, and I know I've heard Vince's Crab Shack thrown around a few times um, in conversations where people are looking for different um, places to go get their crabs. So I've I've participated in the word of mouth for them, but I've never like monetarily supported them. And that wasn't for any specific reason other than like, I always have a good crab spot for myself. You know, it wasn't in a protest form prior to everything that's going on with their crab shack but like kevin said i'm not surprised it's it's not shocking especially in the area where that crab shack yeah. is located middle river dundalk essex um mm-hmm. they're they're um <laughs> the socioeconomic um and the income is is middle class but lower middle class um, we have a large group of white people. Um, we have some some minorities presented, um, Latino and Black. Um, a few like Middle Eastern or Asian, but um, for the most part, it is white. It is people who are 
quote unquote trailer park. Like that's where we have a majority of our trailer parks at too. So it's like the mentality that we, or like the, the demographic that we know of in that neighborhood, it's not shocking to us. Um, so I say, go for it. Like if you're going to protest, protest, but I, I have not supported, I haven't even gone over there to visit. Um, but they were literally trying to take down fences. Actually, funny story the beginning of the pandemic um i did want to get some crabs and myself <laughs> my cousin and my mother we were calling around different places and you know what i was a i, I was about to support vince's crab shop but let me tell you why i didn't i called them now some of these places you can't really get them on the phone like that because um they're busy um sometimes they're not taking phone orders you got to come and stand in line because crabs are just so were so popular around the the pandemic they're still really popular now but some of the you know the seasons are changing so some of the the um the rush for it is dying down but right. in the beginning i'm calling up the crab shacks um and vince's has different locations essex is um i think their flagship so i called the one in essex um because that one and there's one in towson that are really close to me so i was going to try both of those call the one in essex i mean middle river and there's a woman who answers the phone. I know she's a white woman. She answers the phone and she's very rude with me. And from that conversation alone um, and her being short with me and not really answering my questions the way I needed her to, I knew I wasn't going to spend my money there because um, I'm just not a person who likes to give customer like my money to places who have poor customer service. Um, but then this happens with Vince's and then I'm just like, I remember around the time I was like, mm, not, not surprised at all because of the things I mentioned earlier and from the poor customer service I received just from a phone conversation about asking for, um, different size crabs, the, you know, female, male, like what, what they put in, put it in all that other stuff. So I was just like, not, not going to be my thing. Um, in terms of Uzo Bay, never heard of them. Next. <laughs> you ain't going to the background with us? Um, oh, no, you didn't. Yeah, so I I didn't know about Vince's and then also then wasn't surprised when I figured out where it was and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, that's good. I'm glad that's happening. The people are out there. Um, as soon I didn't know what Uzo Bay was, but when I found out it was Harbor East, I was like, fuck yes. When we go into the protest, I can't wait, right? <laughs> So when it finally happened, I was like, oh, shit, we get in front of, I don't know if you know, but in front of the restaurant, there's like outside eating and then there's like an indoor spot. Yeah. And so we're out there um, protesting, bullhorn and everything. And the shock on these people's fucking faces that they're just trying to have a good Saturday night and enjoy their meal, just like made oh, by, like, at night too? almost entire stuff. Oh, you guys are amazing. I didn't know that happened. I, yeah. God, I wish I was available. And it's happened a couple times, but the one that was like Saturday night and people were like, what the fuck? Because for those of you that aren't in Baltimore, like Harbor East is like still part of this, like this is the tourist spot. This is what's quote unquote safe. This is what's yeah. good part of Baltimore. And so it's like disrupting their experience and they're like this is the good part of baltimore just felt so fucking good and so outside there were majority white people at the tables but there was a party of about five of black people and then there was like another party that had like two or three black people at the tables and so people are yelling and chanting and all the bullhorn like do you know 
about them. Why are you eating here? Because we're yeah. also like, do you know they might be tourists and they may they not be, know what is happening. Right. They um, and so then you had like white people that were there. As soon as we came, they hurry up, got the bill, and then like left. Like, hey, Ooh, we all scared them. <laughs> we the fuck. Oh off. shit. And so people were like, do you know, leave, don't pay, just leave. And so there were um, the table with like the two or three people, they got up and they left. They didn't pay for their food. They just got Good up shit. and left Good and shit. joined the protest. And then there was an awkward moment with the table of five where there were like the, literally two of the women was like this, like trying to cover their face. They put their face mask on and everything because the guys didn't want to leave. And it was like... So I just love the disruption of the, you know what, this mm -hmm. is what it is, and put it on the spot. So like now mm -hmm. that this is put in front of you, what are you gonna do? And mm -hmm. also disrupting the like, I think that white people feel like Harbor East is just theirs and can't be touched and that like these people are the untouchable. And mm -hmm. it felt good to be like, no, this isn't yours. This is Baltimore, just like everything else is Baltimore. Yep. And the same way that like, we don't want you in our neighborhood discriminating, we don't want you over here discriminating. It was like one of my highlights of the summer for real. That's um, true. Yes, I'll have my margarita with a side of protest any day. Yikes. Um, okay. I know and I've heard that um, through stuff with like work in circles that Atlas is trying to clean up, um, but not in like we don't, they're still like we still don't want to change the policy and we still stick by it, but we want to be able to figure out how to come up with the language the people to know that we change. Right. So it's like that's some bullshit. Right. Like a lot of sure. those businesses down there in Harbor East to be real with you. Yeah, I would not be shocked if the Atlas group all of a sudden has an acquisition. Right. <laughs> and then they change all their restaurant names and keep going business as usual. Yep, yep. That's what they do when they get in yep. trouble like this. So, yeah. grading it, I give a, a A to people that are sticking to their guns and being like, now that we know this, we're not supporting this anymore, right? And so yeah. if your form of protest is just, I used to eat there and I'm not anymore, or you're standing out in front of it telling people so they don't go there, you get an A for that. That is dope. Um, for both Atlas and for Vince's, I like just stop BSing it. You know what I mean? Like you ain't about that. You said what you said, what was racist, and you're also still trying to be racist and continue. So you get a, if I could give you a, a F minus, yeah, you get an F minus basically. So. Yeah. Well, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but again, easy protest for me. They didn't get, I, I wasn't going there before, so. Yeah. <laughs> Easy process for me. <laughs> Only thing I struggle with is football. So if you've been paying attention to the political landscape and what's going on in America today, history has been made with the, De the Democratic Party nominating the first black and Indian woman um, as the vice president. Um, so Joe is now running with Kamala Harris, a former DA and prosecutor in California recently, right now currently is a senator of California. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of controversy behind her past record as a prosecutor. Um, and a lot of it has not necessarily been fairly, um, fairly, uh, what do I want to say? It hasn't really been put out in a way that, that gives her, that's painting her in a favorable light. Um, but at the end of the day, this is a, a historic moment. Um, and, and it's not to be underscored that Joe Biden first uh, ran with the first black president successfully twice then turned around and picked a black woman to be his running mate. Like that in itself right there shows you at least where he is in his life, that he understands 
the importance of having people of color around him. Very smart, talented, um, unapologetic, uh, accomplished people of color around him, and that he knows how to pick people to work with um, and push this country forward. And and one thing I implore our people not to um, fall into is that uh, I let me a little more background about myself before I make this point. Um, I have a degree in computer science from the Cotton State University. I have a master's in database administration from um, UMGC. So I am a nerd in terms of just how the internet works, um, the internet of things, and how data moves. And so last the last um, the last election, Hillary cycle, uh, Cambridge Analytica, along with um, some Russian operatives, ran a, a masterful campaign in, in, in breaking down uh, Hillary's character and all the things that she necessarily didn't do well, to the point where we didn't believe. <laughs> we really created an um, uh, uh, equal playing field for her and the 45th president of the United States, where there wasn't one. She is literally said in every office in government, except the president's. Um, she was the most prepared person for that job ever. She should have walked into that White House. Um, but because because of racism, well, not necessarily racism because she's white, but because of sexism um, and just, just the, uh, the benign nature of politics in America and the polarization of politics in America, as a result of putting that black man in office, uh, she didn't get that, she didn't win. Um, uh, and the FBI and Comey didn't help either. So now we have an opportunity to correct that mistake by putting Joe in there, putting Kamala in. Yeah, I know we have our angst about Joe and his mental acuity, but I think some of that shit is overblown because he's not a lawyer. So he doesn't talk like a lawyer. He's a senator from Delaware. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's, 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 he's very, um, he's very um, tongue in cheek, but, but still he cares. <laughs> his family is vested in America. I think he's lost, I know he's lost at least one child over these wars that we fight as a country, maybe two. I think two of his children have passed away, so he's empathetic. Right now, that, that's all that we ask for in our leaders in the, in, the federal, um, in the federal office, in the executive office. So, yeah, I'm, I'm extremely happy um, that this black woman from my HBCU, also Greek, is about to uh, hopefully secure a slot in the White House for the first time in this country. That, that, that in itself is, is the win for me. You just had to mention that she was also Greek. Yeah, all of that is important. All of that is important, right? Because that tells you the network that she's working with. Yeah, well, let us know. Come on. Come, <laughs> so like, remember, seriously. Because <laughs> that is important. So, like, and this is, and this is what I think people underscore about Joe. And picking Kamala, you better on HBCUs, Black Greeks, um, nonprofits in general, right? And then the communities in which we all serve. Like, that is important. That means that he actually believes in us. And that he actually needs us to win. If, you, if, that's, if that's the perspective that you want to take. Some people, because you know, we always say Democrats are pandering, but it's like, yo, y'all say these are the things that you want. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to market to the things that you want. Unfortunately, as a community, we haven't made much progress since, 19, since the Civil Rights Act. So it's the same thing over and over again. Somebody needs to give it to us. And now with her in that position, I think we actually have an honest and a fair chance to get it. You know what I mean? So that, that for, for those reasons, I mean, besides the fact that the 44th president is trash and he's not being that office in general, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I might campaign for him, you know, on these last 60 days. It's, it's that serious for me. Hmm. Well, um, <laughs> just, I, I appreciate Kamala being a part of it, um, a part of this political landscape now. I know, um, 
she didn't necessarily do so well when we were going to the primaries. Um, she wasn't one of my favorites, but I'm not going to get on here and talk about that part because things have already happened. Decisions mm-hmm. have already been made. So now we have to move forward and walk, walk into November with a, with another state of mind now, like a mm-hmm. protecting, protecting our rights and, um, going forward with that. So yeah. I absolutely love the fact that Kamala is a part of, is on the ballot. I absolutely think that, um, Joe and the Democratic Party, they are utilizing Kamala Harris, um, her career and her um, race. Um, a few things about her, her gender, especially given the, the, the landscape that we're in in terms of um, um, feminization or like being, being a uh, feminine, f- feminism, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, the racial tension that's that has been sparked um mm-hmm. due to president trump's election and his state in office um and the the things surrounding his office his campaign the corruption the lies um the sexual assault the um all those things so i think it's absolutely important to take in those things when we're looking at joe and kamala um, a lot of the tactics that have been used against them have been to discredit small little things that they're going to blow up in media. Like you said, Kevin, like, I know you have a different take and you probably aren't going to try to scare us. Cause I know I've talked to some tech people and they're like, like, they kind of scare me sometimes with some of the, the technologies I use, like just on my phone or like on my microwave or some shit. And I'm just like, oh, my God, wait, they're taking and tracking all my information. They know I put they know I'm the, the black person that pressed 30 seconds on the sure. microwave all the time. So, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> don't, don't, because I'm terrified anyway. But okay. um, I just know that um, with the the way that maybe you should actually, but I know on layman's terms, like the way media and the way our algorithms and all the things that back um, what we're seeing on social mm-hmm. media, what we're seeing in our newsrooms, like on our, on, on these different, the, the way these anchors are setting things up, that has a lot to do with the conditioning that they want us to have in terms of um, not voting for joe and for kamala when that could be the that could be the the political party or the 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 two people um who run our nation who could create some drastic change and overhaul a lot of the damage that donald trump has done so um i'm all for this um i love it and at this point i'm on board with it because um I'm I'm trying to rid myself of all the other things. Like do you do gotta pick a, a like we we've had the lesser of two evils conversation come up so mm-hmm. often. Sure, and it's, it's like it's, it's as, a straw man's argument. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um we have to move forward. We have mm-hmm. to pick the people who are going to do right by our nation and who are going to help us um succeed and and not fall like even during everything that we've seen with the the um the pandemic and the federal reserve printing all this money um 
the stimulus checks that um, people who have only received once for $1,200 or for some way less than that um, or way more, yeah. Yeah. depending on who you are and who, who you claim, um, just the access to getting certain money versus f for the individual versus being in the stock market or um, the airlines and, you know, the stimulus boosts that some of these yeah. larger corporations and even these schools like Harvard or these businesses like, you know, Shake Shack or whatever have been receiving. Yeah. So it's just been a lot. Like we all have to, it's a lot to take in y'all, but yeah. we have to, add up everything like nothing can be missed when you're right. thinking about how we're moving forward so um right i'm I, for this that's all but go ahead anthony please oh uh, i was gonna say i agree on the a lot part like i was not surprised but disappointed when i found out that um kamala was chosen and so to me it very much feels like a lot of the symbolization that like oh she's a woman she's black like all of these things of the boxes being being checked um and i'm saying this in concert of like people have also been like oh she has a background of being tough of crime but you only could be tough on crime in like the 90s and it's like how can we critique her on that blah 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 but also in like the current and existing in the present feeling like no nah, she's not cutting it for me and so um that and then also feeling like Joe, never feeling good about Joe either. And then feeling like in this, people keep pushing to the, but we got to beat Trump, right? And so all of this makes me annoyed, frustrated, and all the things that we had just talked about with voting on like a, another episode with all this. Um, because I think people want to only be in a, we have to get Trump out, right? And that this is the most important election. We have to get Trump out. But it's like at the same time, we also have to hold the people that are the Joe and the Kamala accountable. And it's like, sure. I don't think people want to have the conversation about what we don't like about Joe or what Kamala could be doing better. I don't see those conversations coming up because people are feel like it's going to be so fragile and we're going to lose against Trump. And so um, while I think the symbolization of it of like, oh, it's cool that we have like a black vice president nominee. I still don't think that we're all having the real conversation that needs to be had because to be honest, when Kamala was running before, there was a lot of critique about her and there still is. Absolutely. But it's True. just like when she got nominated, everybody was like, well, we got to stand behind her because she's black. I think both things can happen, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So um, I think that, and then I think the other is, I'm going to say it right now, people not going to like it. I'm putting a pitch out there, um, but I'm already... Um, I've committed that I'm going to the day after elections or whenever we get election results, I'm going to hold space for um, people of color and just be on Zoom to be able to vent about it. Because regardless sure. of the way that it goes, um, people want Joe and Kamala to win. There's going to be some shit that comes with that when Absolutely. people don't win. And if Trump wins, there's going to be some shit with it. That's one thing. And on the second is, I really think everything is showing us that Trump is going to win. <laughs> I can and speak so, to that. I'm taking bets. I can bats. speak to that. I can speak Anybody to that. Anybody want to take bets? Listen, I'm listen, listen, bats. Listen, listen. Y'all can listen, hit listen. me up. Listen, listen, bets. He like, so I'm listen. about to get this money. Um, I'm a political nerd on the law. I look at empirical data, right? 45, I cannot say it by name. Uh, 45 won that last election within the margins. Um, pay attention to those swing states. If you could add up the total amount of votes he won by, 77,000. That's the number, 77,000. 
How many people died in this pandemic? Yeah. How many people died in the pandemic? Mm. And he was already an unpopular candidate to begin with. Yeah. He's done. Not, he has no new trick bags. Um, and then if you watch the news this last week, I'm a former Marine, so I take this personal. He was disrespecting the grave sites of Marines, um, like on Memorial Day a couple years ago, and they telling us this information now, which is a good timing to be honest. Um, <laughs> but you know, so when you say stuff like uh, the people that died um, in, in war, suckers and losers, like quote, that's the quote. Yeah, no. So now you've lost Marines. Again, you won within the margins. So you cannot afford to, um, uh, you know, push away any of your uh, potential supporters. On top of the fact that he's not spending money in Michigan, Keyswing State, he's barely hanging on in Ohio, so he's really limiting funds there. And now he's spending money in Pennsylvania, which they look pretty active. <laughs> um, so it, he he had it's an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle for him, believe it or not. And the question is, and that's the other thing. So most political signs are saying the question isn't whether he'll win White House. We're pretty sure that he's gonna lose the question is can we flip the senate um because if we can flip the senate then we can get shit done right because the, the real evil isn't necessarily 45 it's mission accomplished i want him to die today but seriously because he is he, all he's done his 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 claim of fame is electing judges and that's the and that's mm-hmm. the thing ruth bader's ginberg uh rgb does not have another four years no she barely has another 60 days she does not have another four years yeah. you're voting for her she's sick you know, you're voting because I hope Clarence Thomas dies with her. <laughs> we need him out of there too. So that's who you're replacing. Also keep those things in mind. The right to vote, women's rights, uh, women's rights to their bodies, you know, the right to a uh, free education and all of that shit. That's what's on the line right now. Mm-hmm. It's not just about getting 45 out. It's Absolutely. about conservatives doing conservative shit. We want it to stop, right? And then we got to beat this, um, we got to make this democracy more plurality than majority because right now, only eight, like, like how it's set up, the, the, the Congress isn't even fair. There's more people in Southern California than like 18 conservative seats, but they got, you know, half the Congress. So it's like, you know, it's stuff like that. Like, it's, there's real reformation that needs to happen, and it cannot happen with 45 because he's just not doing a job. So, and, and, you know, and again, think about um, what happened in 2018. That was the highest midterm. Um, was most of, more people showed up for that midterm than ever before. So why would they lose their energy on an election, on a general election where the most people participate? Like, there's reasons for optimism. There are reasons for optimism. We just got to stop, to put our phones down for a little. The social media got us thinking one thing, and it's just not that. <laughs> it's just not that. Case in point, when Kamala got the, um, when Kamala got the nomination, the next day, they broke records and donations. So that means people were spending money to make sure that they, it's, it's, it's okay. I just, I'm, if betting on Kamala is betting on AKA, and those women, when they want something, they get it. <laughs> if they want her to be president, if they want her in that White House, they get it. <laughs> that's, that's point blank break. They are about so, their business. They are mobilizing. I trust them. <laughs> so what's your grade? What is your grade um, for this? Oh, I'm giving him an A plus. I'm giving him an A plus, because that, that was a smart pick. And, and, and for me, the whole time, I'm thinking, please pick Elizabeth. Please pick Elizabeth. Please pick Elizabeth. Because I know her plans, and I believe in her plans. She was mm-hmm. my, she was my, um, she was the one that I wanted to win the nomination in general. And even hearing her speak during the DNC, let me know, like, yeah, no, nah, she would have been the best of the candidates that were out there, but she didn't win. And guess what? You know why she didn't win? Because black people didn't want her to win. Yeah, I was like, because she wasn't black. Black people didn't want her to win, though. Black people, majority of the black people are down south. Their politics are slightly different. They went with the safe candidate. That's Joe Biden. I don't blame them. They know something that we don't. 
We have to trust that our, our brothers and sisters down south know something that we don't and just play the game that way. We'll be, okay. we'll be all right. So we'll be all right. Um, I'm definitely giving that an A plus. That was, the, that was at, on the second look, that was the smartest thing you could have did. Okay. So we have another, another um, story that we kind of want to bring up, but it's not particularly like a story. It's just a few of them. I wanted Kevin mm-hmm. to speak on um, sports, um, the sports culture, how that's been affected by the pandemic. And then um, now we're seeing more protests. Cause I was like, I feel like Kevin would have a lot to offer for that. And um, I kind of want to chime in with that too. So Kevin, you still mm-hmm. have the floor. Keep going. Sure. <laughs> um, all right. So I've been an avid sports fan since I was two. I think that's one of the few things my father actually gave me that I um, that stuck with that we still have in common is how much we actually enjoy watching sports. Again, a nerd. I think I was just forced to read a lot. So I know the history of sports in general. Um, and, and it's a case by case per sport, but I'm really proud that the NBA, which is a 70 some cent black, maybe a little more, um, decided to take a stand, especially given that half of them really didn't want to go play bubble basketball. And if you don't know what bubble basketball is, it's they, they took all of the NBA players that were um, eligible for the playoffs, essentially, put them at Disney World and said, y'all can't go nowhere. Y'all can play basketball every other day until the season ends. That's why we call it bubble basketball. Um, and they all hate it, right? And, but they, they vocalized how much they hate it. And then they said, hey, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this with the issues being on front. And so when you watch the games, you see stuff like Black Lives Matter, equity, equality, you know, love, and peace, and all of these things on their jerseys, on the top of their jerseys with their names at the bottom. So they're telling you, hey, the players, not, the, um, not ownership, the players are like, no, these issues are, for, are in front. We don't care about what's going on. Um, we don't care about the money. If we want to play, we want to play with these issues being in front. Um, and even on the sidelines, they wearing Black Lives Matter t-shirts. Like everybody, black and white, Black Lives Matter. That's it. That's all you get. No team. We don't care about you. We don't care about Nike or Gatorade. We, this is what it is. Um, so I am proud that the NBA is taking a stand. You know, I, I was annoyed that they were so pressed to play sports. But um, if they didn't play, they couldn't have took the stand if they took a couple of Right? When, um, when it came to Jacob Blake. So I think that's important. Other sports, I mean, baseball, you ain't really hearing nothing. I guess because ain't nobody watching. Who cares about baseball? Right? And they traveling, right? <laughs> the Orioles ain't Orioles Stadium. There's just no fans there. Ain't nobody really watching baseball. Ain't nobody checking for them. That's still one of those few, uh, that's still private. Besides hockey, that's the only other. Well, actually, it's not a lot of black people that play baseball in general. So they wouldn't have a large voice. It's mostly Hispanics. But you kind of hope that they check into this game because if they get black people out of here, they next, right? <laughs> and well, a lot of Afro Latino, a lot of Dominican, yeah, a lot of Cuban, like a lot of Afro Latino players. That's true. And you would think they would have some angst towards at least the federal government in general because y'all cousins is the ones that was locked up in cages at the border, right? Like that, that should happen on y'all watch. That's the media so, perception because it was just more than Latino folk. It was a lot of a lot, a lot of, of people who were immigrants. Yeah. Um, and then and, you know, and with football, we'll see. Um, they, I mean, every, team by team, everybody's taking a stance. So we'll see what the NFL does as a collective and how they challenge their owners. But for the most part, it's about just challenging ownership. Thank you, yeah. Michael Jordan, for saying, all right, since I'm a former player and an owner, I can bridge the gap. I'll step in on this fight, and we'll make our stance together. Now, players, tell me what you want so I can take it to the owners, even though he's one of the poor owners, which I don't mm. even know how, how, to, how to quantify that. Like, they all billionaires. He's just at least the billions. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I fucking hate America sometimes. But yeah, so I mean, I thank God that he's checked into the fight, especially given he has a sketchy history about um, supporting black people in, the, in our moments of need. And so at this time, I guess he understands that he has a voice and he's using it. 
So I'm, I'm happy that that's going on. Um, but I mean, for me, it's like, all right, I can watch bubble basketball because we got to pay for cake, right? And, and, and in order to act, and, and then we talk about protesting sports in general, remember, it's not just about watching the sport, right? In order to effectively protest the sports, you got to stop paying your contracts. Stop drinking beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then you got to stop drinking water, right? The sign, Coca Cola. Because right. these are the advertisements. Yes, yes. and that's, yeah, that's what really pays their bills. That's what mm -hmm. makes the billion dollar company. So it's, it's, a, it's a much more complex web when it comes to sports because it's mm -hmm. so intrinsically ingrained. And then it falls down onto the college level too. So you don't want to penalize the students Absolutely. who are getting paid because Nike has endorsements with the colleges and Under Armour and Reebok and Pepsi. You know, so it's, it's, that's a tricky one. And sports is, is one of those few things in this country where everybody can come together in peace and just you know, not try to kill each other except for in Philadelphia because the fans are stupid. Um, it's a jail in that. It's a jail inside their football stadium. Point of With the Eagles? Yes, it's a jail inside their football stadium. <laughs> I believe it. Them, play, them fans is wild. Yeah, yeah they, they have a commissioner. Um, is that what that's called? Yeah, they have a commissioner. I'm about there. to say, they got a, they got a Eagle, <laughs> Eagle Stadium police department. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's that deep. I mean, like oh, wow. the sport, <laughs> like every um every every opposing team, like when they on their buses coming into town, the fans are already throwing eggs and, and all types of shit at the bus. Like it's wild. But outside of Philly, people come together. We enjoy ourselves. You know, that's the one thing that we can all relate to is being a fan or an opponent of a team. Um, so you do like sports being active because uh, it does bring a sense of peace. But at the same time, it's not the most important thing. Not right now. No, but not right now. But given given the state that we're in, like especially due to the Black Lives Matters protests being so um, publicized now and more supported because of because of the pandemic, really, um, mm -hmm. I just I question a lot of the motives behind um, what some of the athletes, what some of the athletes are doing, what these owners are doing, even Roger Goodell, like for him to say that you know they they support like that the nfl supports black lives matter um just those things that happen over the course of everything and like we're really trying to identify the organizations and the companies who are inclusive who are racially inclusive and who are demographically inclusive like they're um they're having equal opportunities for black latino for other races um and for women you know so mm -hmm. we're kind of questioning those things and i just find it so interesting that everybody's changing their tune now because back in the day cap lost his job where his job mm -hmm. at you know what i'm saying back in the day like the redskins were still the redskins and now they the washington football team so mm -hmm. like all of a sudden these things are now being addressed when this has been a decades long how long has the nfl been a league you know, yeah, and true. even the basketball league, like a lot of these protests were going on because the majority of these players are black. Like, mm -hmm. and the fact that some of them were still paying Now, granted, I know y'all got bills. Some of y'all is making these racks or y'all not, <laughs> some of these, but some of these players are not. Yeah. The, the illusion is that they are because they got these signing bonuses and things like that when they were drafted. So that, um, you know, we're thinking right. like, yeah, they worth all this money. They can buy all these things and all this other okay. stuff. But it's like, why now? Why now? All of a sudden now it's a difference. But when people were trying to, especially with Colin Kaepernick, and I'm not sure if there was somebody prior to him who made a big stance in sports in our generation um, to 
caused such discourse and for him to be fired and and basically blackballed in the NFL. Like mm-hmm. I just I'm I'm just curious why now? How can we prove that this is going to be something that's everlasting? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't understand um and I mean, I know this conversation could get a little long just because we've talked about so many different things, but True. the the co- the whole theme of our conversations has been like the pandemic and the racial tension and the fight for racial equality with the Black Lives Matter protests and movement and us um, defunding different things and moving our money different ways and having different legislative bills and pressing our political leaders and things like that. So like, how can we be sure that they're not going to fall into these, into those, like that we're not falling for a trap basically. I think the answer to it is the, the, I think we all want to, I think the dangerous part is getting lazy and being like, how do we know for sure? And then just like, show me a, like, what's the quick thing to figure it out? And I think we got to keep on looking at the actions the same way I was talking about Kamala. It's like, I got to keep looking at her actions. I'm not saying that she's never going to, like these people are never going to change, but we have to look at their, their past actions and their present. And a lot of these things, like, and people don't want to accept it, but Black Lives Matter has been co-opted. It is sexy right now to do it. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing it, then you're not, you know what I mean? It's what's in style. It, and, like, if you're not doing that and you're not saying that, then you're off base, right? You're not on brand. That yeah. doesn't mean that you necessarily get it. You understand the impact for it. That doesn't mean that you actually um, are going to stand and put your privilege or be at risk for it. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means that, you don't want to be caught on the wrong side that you lose money or there's consequences to yourself. And so it's like, we have to look closer and be like, do you really mean that? And then like, how does that, how do you understand that from a corporation or something? So like for me, the NFL, like y'all have a long history where y'all was like, fuck Black Lives Matter, right? So mm-hmm. you're coming out with one statement. That's not saying anything to me. I'm going to look at you closely, right? And I'm mm-hmm. going to judge by your actions for myself. But I think that the the dangerous part is being like, oh, well, they said it. And um, well, evidently everything is right now because everybody is saying that they want to change and they're saying Black Lives Matter. But just like anything else that mutates, just like when everybody was like, oh, now everybody was like, I was with MLK back in the day. No, the fuck all y'all weren't. You know what I mean? (laughs) Everybody Everybody wants alongside Dr. King. Yeah, everybody wants to be on the right side of history when it's convenient for them. And I think it's just our job to be like, you need to look and, and check for yourself so you don't get caught and believe that and then be like, oh, I'm hurt. I believed you. You know what I mean? So that's the last thing I'll say. So Yeah. Um, um, I will, all right. Two things. Accept nuance in this conversation, right? Um, I'm empathetic to the players in particular okay. because they are under a union contract. They have to work. Um, if they don't work, they don't get paid. And you don't want to see them losing money because they, are, they do a lot of philanthropic work in the community. They're not able to um, buy jerseys for Baltimore City College or Baltimore City students in general. They don't get a paycheck, right? Um, so just accept nuance that the players are playing to protect their livelihoods, and so and they, since it's a player-driven industry, they can push the message. I really don't care what the owners do. The owners going to do what the owners do. They have to hold the players accountable. That that is the key, right? And so our power is in holding money. Right? Don't go to games. Don't buy jerseys. Don't turn on the TV if you feel that passionate about. It. But again, it's really hard to, dis- uh, to disenfranchise itself from sports in general in America. Also, um, don't look at this in a vacuum. Without the Civil, um, without the Civil War, Black people don't get freed ever, right? And then you need women's suffrage. Women's suffrage led to the, li- led to the right to vote. And then once we got the right to vote, we wanted to make changes in policies. 
then dust came. Silver rights movement, back in for equity. Without the Black Panthers, we don't get free lunch. Like, don't look at the center vacuum. Just think like, all right, as long as the people hold the people in power accountable, it's more us than it is of them. Just start eating the rich, i.e. just eat the rich. As long as we start doing that, we'll get the changes. And just, I, I think this, in this moment, because we were so angry at what happened with George Floyd and how it hasn't stopped since George Floyd, um, that we're gonna keep, keep our foot on the pedal until we get what we want, right? And that, that, that's, that's what I find, <laughs> is that we had, the conversation hasn't stopped. Maybe Twitter has muted it, maybe Facebook has muted it, but our conversations haven't stopped. Because I know my friends on the ground are still working. Okay. That's why I take silence. Um, so it's, 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 it's bleak, but again, we gotta be hopeful because if we, if we lose hope, let me stop fighting. So no one's to stay in this fight. Can you grade um, the? I don't know if this might be too vague, so let me know, and you can break it down however much you want to. But can you sure. grade the um, the? I guess the landscape of sports right now, given the pandemic and the protests that are happening within sports, um, as a fan and or um, sure. you know as a consumer. Sure, as a consumer, D plus. We don't need sports, um, and the only thing that y'all doing right is keeping the issues at the forefront. Other than that, y'all could have stayed home. So it causes unnecessary to me. It's unnecessary right now. Gotcha. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. What you're proposing is that people gather together in mass, and that's not what we need during the pandemic. Um, even if it's just gathering in homes, right? You ask some friends to come over and watch your games. Um, it's just unnecessary. But if we have it and they're keeping the issues up front, then keep on. But as soon as if they if they decide to not talk about it no more, I guess what the TV's off again. And this is where I struggle. And this is why I met my impasse. I wanted to buy Madden because Lamar Jackson's on the cover. I have to support Lamar Jackson and understand the nasty history um, that black quarterbacks have had in the NFL. That used to be a, um, a good old boys club. So uh, what's the name? Doug Williams in D.C. won their first Super Bowl. And then we started to get the opportunities. But it went, and so maybe you see one or two. And now it's like a little closer to half and half. Black quarterback starting, the white quarterback starting. I had to support Lamar. I had to. But I, I, at the same time, I don't want to give NFL any more money than I've already given you know what I mean? So, it, you know, and I've been playing that game since I was like two or not mm. two because it came out in like 95. So, so I've been playing that game since then. I didn't stop and I stopped buying it when Captain knew. When Captain knew. So, you know, it's stuff like that. But a D, because we don't need it. Okay. But if I'm going to play, keep the, keep, the, keep, the, keep the issues in front. But we don't need it. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain that it's going to get shut down. <laughs> well, almost certain. <laughs> well, we you know have... we're gonna be grading how everybody's losing their mind that there ain't no football because when that happens, y'all, and that may be when we get real change. That may be that may be the straw. It might be football. If it gets shut down, hey, what y'all need? Whatever it is to get y'all back in them stands, mm-hmm. that's what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, bitch. Sign these legislations. <laughs> defund the police. <laughs> do the shit that we're telling you to do. My social workers need to get paid like they in the federal government. My psychologists need to get paid like they in the federal government. Okay. If, 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 if that ain't it, then I'm done. Well, we gave y'all a mouthful today, no class. Um, sure. So I want to know from everybody, what would be, of all these stories that we talked about, what would be your gold star? And um, then we'll move on and do a detention. So what's the gold star for y'all? I say Swiss and Timberland. <laughs> <laughs> I did because I'm like, oh, this is like a, I like, there's, it's like a, out of all the stuff that we're talking about too, it's like a, the place to bring us together as culture. And then even if we want to argue about what people was wearing or what song was played or whatever, it's all in fun. And it's like, you just need that like light moment where it's like, oh, we're on the same page laughing about this thing in the midst of all this fucking chaos. So I say Swiss and Timberland. I mean, 
I could kind of, I could kind of get on that wave, especially because for Brandy and Monica, like I can't get her, I can't get Monica out my head, like dancing to touch them other niggas, cause I'm down for my niggas. Like I just can't get it out my head. I'm sorry. I wish I could, but Twitter, <laughs> Twitter has played that in rotation and retweet, retweet. So I'm just like, I'm a, I'm, I'm sick. I'm feeling it. Um, and it definitely has brought me a lot of joy. Um, throughout all of this, so. I, I can I can accept that. Um, what about you, Kevin? What you think? You think I'm gonna lean? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm getting my gold starter um, to jail picking combo. I might have to because I understand what that means for this country. Okay. Assuming that he wins, assuming that he wins, and this is a grand assumption that he wins, which means she's next up. And I, I think I think if y'all really 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 dig into the who Kamala is, I think y'all would be changing minds just a little bit. And look what she's done as a senator. Forget that she was a prosecutor and that her main job in the 90s was locking niggas up. My God. Like, yo, everybody was locking niggas up in the 90s. It was the height of the drug epidemic in this country. It was the height of the war on drugs. Yes, there was a lot of niggas to lock up. Yeah. There was a lot of coke in this country. It's okay. <laughs> Just let that go. She became a senator. And even in, she had, she built the best, um, one of the best, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the worst R word that they don't do in jail recidivism programs. Recidivism. Yeah. She built one of the best ones in the country and it's still being used today. And she went toe to toe with um the realtors and the real estate industry in California. And that was a big issue there too. Just give her give her some space and watch her work. She and again, we accept this shit from white people. We accept all of the foul shit from white people. If she, you know, if she do something wrong, we gotta just take that hold the L. Because she's gonna get a lot right. Let's not act like um and then that's not act like Joe wasn't sitting next to Obama when he saved the country the first time. Okay. Because I think because I think forty five is so bad that we we've kind of uh, uh, memorialized Bush in a way that makes him seem like eh, he's just okay. Kevin, that was Kevin, the worst Kevin, nigga. Kevin, get out worst. your bag. We gotta move on. All right. Go star Kamala. <laughs> I was like Kevin gonna go on until five o'clock tonight. Yeah, okay. Who would you um, like to give the detention to then? You want to go first, Kevin, since you're still in your bag? Uh, this is a show on sports. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over it. I didn't want it to start because I know that's the, that is the distraction. This is what um, my man Kyrie Irving was saying. They're using it as a distraction. We see through y'all bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. Nah, sports gets the, gets the attention until they get back. Stop worrying about money. I'm um I'm on Uzo and Vince's um just the the owners and the leaders who are there and who um need to make I mean I don't know if the, those changes are going to be authentic like I can't tell I don't know Vince the crabby the crabby man and I don't know Uzo <laughs> the Atlas person I don't know them but like I just I just would like the um the discrimination the racism the things that are systematically deterring our neighborhoods and our communities especially in baltimore we got enough we gotta fucking deal with like mm-hmm. i would like that to cease i would like that to end and whatever we got to do to make sure i don't know um anthony you might need to hold a couple a couple meetings from your job with them or something like do some do some type of work like they need to do the work because our communities locally like are suffering a lot from the the systematic um racism that has been proliferated in our communities for the majority of my life um 
and who's to say a lot of people's lives and i just y'all get an f in in my in my book and y'all y'all in detention like straight up um anthony who you think gets a detention yeah uzo's in detention for me too i mean uzo and vince's are the same i guess i know vince's even less never even seen the place and stuff too i mean he's yeah. a too and i just feel like it seems like vince's is not as big of a um business i don't know i guess in my mind i'm like oh it seems like there's a a stronger chance if most of his audience was black and black people stop going then maybe soon his business will just suffer and maybe go away where i feel like uzo is like we got we got an empire over here so anyway both of them need to be in detention but i have more like frustration with uzo and atlas yeah yeah i yeah yeah i understand because that whole again that restaurant industry is nasty in baltimore yeah. It's the shit they get away with. It's, it's annoying. It's like, I don't even care about the community. I'm just, um, just, just trying to protect your dollars, and that's it. Yeah. Absolutely. So it is social media time. Kevin, you want to plug your socials? And yeah. the socials of all your aliases that we ain't nah, here. Nah, man. I'm, and so funny enough, as a Marine, I'm quite concise in what I do. I wouldn't suggest... <laughs> I'm on Twitter and IG. Um, the Yeti underscore TTE. And I say, again, I didn't get away all my AKAs, but DJ Yeti, the war machine, is, is, is one of my aliases. So, Yeti TT, Twitter, IG. Okay. Underscore TT, underscore TT. <laughs> okay. So, um, classmates, if you are not already, find us on our social media. Um, find us on our streaming apps for SoundCloud, Apple, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and IG. We are No Class Podcast. If you are a Twitterer, go to no underscore class podcast. For Tumblr, we're no dash class podcast. Ooh, Tumblr. Mm-hmm. You can email us at the Gmail at no.classpodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can email us with episode ideas if you want to be a guest on the show. Or if you just want to give us some feedback on what you thought on it. Um, you can give your donations. Also, um, by finding us on our IG, there's a link in there for you to get some donations like our work you want to see it continue there's ways that we want to expand our reach if you want to give us a few inches to be able to reach a little bit more and touch somebody's hand then you can do that with your donation hallelujah <laughs> pass the collection plate hallelujah yes yeah i have some I was, reach out and touch somebody is very traumatic for me reach out and touch somebody that's traumatic for me but i got you <laughs> Okay. But we appreciate y'all with another episode for our summer sum up of what has been happening. Um, this report card sum up. Of course, this season, we're going to keep on hitting you with more report card episodes. But thank you for spending a little bit more time as we caught our breath from all the things that had happened since the last time that we had talked to you all. Um, thanks again, Kevin, for being on with us for the report Absolutely. card. Absolutely. Appreciate it. And y'all stay melanated, hydrated, glowed up, and we'll see you next episode. Peace.